Welcome to another episode of A Wild Podcast Has Appeared, the official Pokemon podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Jim Biscardi, and today I am joined, as always, by Megan Peters and Christian Hoffer. What's up, guys? Hello. Hey, how's it going? Four episodes in. We've made it a month. Congratulations to everyone involved. Yes. This is exciting. Very news. Proud. We, also, we also have a new co-host. We have a new co-host. We have Detective Pikachu sitting we, right behind us. For those of you uh, watching the video version of this, you can see our adorable, uh, quote-unquote, life-sized Pikachu. Yes. That the Pokemon Center uh, was so kind to send us. He's very, very soft, very adorable. Uh, I Seeing him at this size <laughs> is frightening, but also kind of endearing in the sense that, like, that's how big a Pikachu is. The Pikachu would be the size of a small-ish dog. Yes. I could absolutely yep. carry it Following on my shoulder. Us. Yeah, right? Exactly. It would like be, I, I mean, I I'm sure it would be a little heavier. Well, surely. Naturally. Surely. Probably. I would hope so. Or but it's definitely shoulder size. Oh, for sure. It's not out of the realm of possibility now when watching the anime, unless it weighs like 60 pounds, and then I would not want to carry it on my shoulder. Yes, but now I understand why, like, in Detect Pikachu, they have Psyduck in, like, a baby carrier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I understand now. I would strap this to my body immediately. <laughs> so. uh, a Wild Podcast Has Appeared shows up in your podcast feeds every Thursday. Uh, you can get it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts, this show is there. You have a, an Amazon Echo or Alexa or whatnot, all you got to do is say, oh, I don't want to turn on Christians again. This is going to be real. No, I, I, turned it, I turned it off this time. <laughs> you can just say, hey, Alexa, play A Wild Podcast Has Appeared, and boom, the newest episode will start. Uh, we are basically, like I said, we're everywhere. Google Play, Google Podcasts. Um, we have been loving the, the reviews that have been coming in on iTunes or the ratings and stuff there. Uh, so please, you know, uh, keep that going. We really do appreciate them. We, uh, I check them neurotically. Every day. Same. Because <laughs> I'm crazy. We have a lot of great stuff to talk about. Um, we have Sword and Shield stuff to cover. We have more Detective Pikachu stuff to cover. Pokemon Go stuff. Uh, big stuff happened over the, the last weekend. Uh, yeah. And and <laughs> Christian, before we got started, said, Jim, if you thought the Poliwog Pokefact of the Week was going to gross you out, uh, this week's is going to gross you out. So we are going to test the limits of our safe rating uh, this week. With whatever Christian has has handled for us. Uh, all right. So I guess we'll jump right into it. Let's start with the Sword and Shield news. Christian, what do you got for us? Well, the Sword and Shield news is that Sword and Shield news is coming in June. Uh, so the Japanese magazine Koro Koro uh, announced that their next issue, which will be released in late June, will have uh, all the latest information on Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, some people think that that means that they're going to get an exclusive, but more likely than not, that means we're going to get an E3 announcement. Uh, one little bit of technically news, new news is that trainer customization will be back, which is a feature that we've seen in every Pokemon game since X and Y. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so if a magazine already has the information, presumably... Mm -hmm. That means we will either get leaks before E3, I'd say like an 80% chance, probably? Probably not. Coro oh, Coro. Right. Yeah, Coro uh, Coro's well, not great. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Coro to be like the like center for like news leaks, but uh, lately with the dawn of the internet and the Pokemon company kind of taking control of the narrative, we're probably not going to get something until right before E3 at earliest. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're expecting this to be the deep dive into what we're going to get later this year from Sword and Shield. 
Yeah. Uh, for comparison, um, when the when we got our first bit of news for X, uh, not X and Y, for Sun and Moon a few years ago, which roughly followed the same timeline, we uh, we got like our first look at like new Pokemon, some of the new features. Uh, that all came out right before E3, and then from there it was basically a slow drip of information every like week or two about some of the new things we'd be seeing in those games. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the trainer customization, um, yes. which is a cool, which is always a fun, cool little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, that bit of news feels like just a, a tiny little nugget, right? So it's, I just don't want to be disappointed. I have very high lofty hopes for this one. <laughs> I would be shocked if we're disappointed. <laughs> I would be shocked. The Pokemon company might tend to keep its secrets, you know, close to chest, but like push comes to shove, they tend to they tend to pull out when like you need them to. So, I remember like so, so the teaser trailer that we got for this show, I mean, it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm and you know, it's always tough with those like how much of those is a uh, you know just a, a, a cutscene video or whatnot, or how much is actual gameplay? Are we expecting a big enough bump in the graphics from Let's Go, or do we think it's going to be a bit on par with that? So uh, actually, it's kind of interesting. There was a screenshot that came out with Poro Poro that showed like one of these like new T-shirts that are going to be coming out in the game. Mm-hmm. And it was set with the same background as what we saw in the trailer a few months ago. And you could actually see some like pretty notable improvements in the graphics. Uh, more lighting, better lighting, a lot more details in like, uh, the background. Like You could like, point out like individual bricks like in the house that he was standing behind. Um, so I, I think that this is going to be a big upgrade from like Pokemon X and Y and Pokemon Sun and Moon. But I'm not 100% sure that it's going to be as good as uh, Pokemon Let's Go. You don't, think it, you don't think it's going to be as good as Let's Go? You think no, Let's Go I, I, will look better? Yeah, I, I actually do. I think oh. that this is being I'm made with the... You told me I wasn't going to be. I mean, I, 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 I'm agreeing. <laughs> I'm, 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 I will agree with Hoffer on this point uh, about the graphics, unfortunately. Yeah. You got to remember, this is made... Uh, this looks like it's been made with the same basic engine... As right. Pokemon Sun and Moon. So, I mean, those were made for HD, so we're likely going to get an HD version of those games, um, which will be totally different than what we saw in Pokemon Let's Go, mm-hmm. which was designed completely differently. Mm-hmm. So, so you, correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm not following here. So you're saying, like, the Switch in dock version playing on the TV screen will look way better than just the handheld version. Oh yeah, that that's mm-hmm. how it is with every game. If right. you've ever game off the like, you know, like Mortal play uh, Legend example. Breath of the Wild handheld, uh-huh. that's a totally different experience um in visual look than playing right. it on the dock. Uh but how much of a difference that remains to be seen. All right. Mm. We're so close. I can I can taste it. All I want is just the news. I just want to see the gameplay, but I can be patient well, for, for a little. I think, what, like just three couple weeks? weeks? Yeah, a couple that. weeks. Yeah, I me. Mean, all I need is to know is the new evolutions. That's <laughs> literally the only thing I care about. Every generation is which new EVs are we getting? Right. Because well, we've got we've got we're gonna dive way deeper into uh, 
Sword and Shield in the, the later half of the show, so I don't want to go too too deep into it. Um, but yes, I totally, I totally good, agree. Good, good. Uh, all right, uh, big big Pokemon Go weekend this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yes. finally got our our last two evolutions mm-hmm. um, and and some more. So Christian, why don't why don't you uh, tell us what happened and then we'll then we'll cut it up. So I believe this was Friday. I was actually uh, out covering a media event, um, so I, I wasn't around for most of this. But um, they dropped all of the missing uh, Gen 4 Pokemon into the game, with the exception of maybe one of the mythical Pokemon. So that includes the two new evolutions, the uh, missing Magneton evolution, Probopass, um, a couple of like pretty popular Pokemon like Gibble and Garchomp. Uh, those got added to the game. Um, Burmy. Uh, which is that little worm Pokemon that has the different types of coats uh, made of like trash or leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, there's the hippopotamus Pokemon, which I always get the name wrong. Uh, <laughs> those got added. Um, and also technically a new regional Pokemon, sort of. I don't know what that uh, means. So the Shellos, which is like a slug-like Pokemon. Right. In the Sinnoh games, uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, depend you caught different forms depending on like what post you were on in the Sinnoh oh, right. region. Mm. So they replicated that. Um, so you'll get one type if you're east of the like zero longitude, um, like prime meridian. Mm-hmm. And um, you'll get another one if you're west of it. Mm, throwing in some, some geography terms there. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Way to show up, <laughs> Christian. Um, I, oh, so funny. So, so Shellos is the one that I saw dominate um social media quite a bit uh, it's one of those things where uh i did not realize there was as much of a shellos fan base as there was uh really mm-hmm. until this weekend mm-hmm. and i'm sure it was because i mean part of it's new but a lot of people were just like finally all i wanted was a shellos and like i get it mm-hmm. shellos is cute but i mean really people shellos come on he is a meta relevant pokemon in competitive pokemon play huh. is he really yeah yeah because he's water ground and he can do burn damage and he's got scald. He's he's got a lot of good useful abilities. Mm-hmm. Mm. See, he, he for me, it's more I just want to collect them. <laughs> I just need to get them all. Not so much I love Shellos as it is. I need to complete my Pokedex. <laughs> did you get Did you get your two EV two evolutions? Yes, immediately. So <laughs> I went walking so much to walk my EVs. <laughs> so was there is there a trick to get these? Yes. I there did not get to play is. this weekend. So there is a trick. What's so, the trick? So there's two different ways you can get this. You can either buy one of the uh, glacial lures or the mossy lures, which if you evolve it while uh, you have that lure active, money grabbing uh, that will cut. allow you to evolve your po- uh, your EV into either Leafeon or Glaceon. Or you can do the naming trick, which we saw with past evolutions. Uh, it's Linea uh, for Leafeon and Rhea for Glaceon. Mm-hmm. I went with the naming trick. You went with the yeah. naming trick? Yeah, it's usually my go-to. But now that I have them, and I'm like, I just want more Glaceon, because I, <laughs> Vaporeon, then Glaceon. Anything, like, even tangentially water-related is what I want. <laughs> and I have two Vaporeons. I want another Glaceon. I'm like, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. But I forgot about the lures, so I'll see if the lure works with the naming one in tandem. So then I will have my two. Mm. Well, just remember, the naming trick only works once. I know. It's the bane of my existence. Oh, it only Antec. works once? Mm-hmm. Yeah, only works one time. I get it. So really, you need to make sure that like you're getting a an OP EV 
before you're naming it, and mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to mm-hmm. be screwed. Yeah, yeah, I was too excited with my Leafeon, so it's real weak. Are we? I just wanted it. <laughs> I wanted it so fast, and I was like, I don't care. This EV's like level what? From, Nothing. <laughs> so from so from a, a an ability standpoint, are we expecting to see any of these like start to pop up in gyms everywhere, or do we just think it, these are more collectible type that people just want them and probably will not use them in battles and stuff? It's still early. Um, I think that Magneton might have a little bit of relevance mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because steel and electric types, so those don't have a ton of weaknesses. Um, uh, Garchomp might be good. I mean, that's a pretty strong Pokemon. Glaceon uh, might have a little bit of relevance. I haven't had a chance to take a look at its move stats, but, you know, Ice-type Pokemon are always useful against those Dragon-type legendaries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that might be good in raid battles. But, you know, this is basically them just clearing the deck so they can start rolling out Gen 5 here in a couple months. So, go ahead. I was going to say, Glaceon is pretty boss. At least mine. My Leafeon's real weak, so I just keep her in the <laughs> shell. But my Glaceon, I made sure she was more powerful. <laughs> uh, she's done pretty well. I haven't put her in a gym yet, but, um, you know, I just did some, you know, trainer battles with some of my friends at Centennial Park. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's pretty okay. I think that the Magnetron is going to be, like, for sure, the thing we'll see more um, yeah. in the gyms moving forward. But I think right now people are trying to figure out like how to best construct a party around them. Mm-hmm. I think because that's how you know you kind of have to approach it. Is who do you want to put forth in your gym battles? Right. So with these new players, it's just like for TCG making your right deck around the right card, uh, figuring that out. But so, so how long did it take for them when the first Gen Four Pokemon started versus till? last weekend i think it was a seven month rollout okay. I, I, mm-hmm. if i remember correctly this all started in november mm-hmm. uh maybe october I, I i can't remember if it came out around halloween or if it was right after mm-hmm. so given the amount of hype for sword and shield are mm-hmm. we expecting them to when that when sword and shield comes out Will we get some Sword and Shield Pokemon in Go, or do we think they're going to just wait basically until they get there to start releasing those? So I, I think there might be a little bit of a tie-in, kind of what they did with Pokemon Let's Go with mm-hmm. Melton and Melmetal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they're going to like skip forward to Gen 8 and put all those Pokemon right. in there. Um, but I, I think we're definitely going to have some sort of tie-in, whether that's just clothing items that you can buy for your for your avatar or if it's like a new Pokemon Go exclusive Pokemon that you can then toss into Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's going to be one of those. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it'll be probably more close. I feel like if they released another exclusive, mm-hmm. like in the same time with Sword and Shield, that's going to be so many narratives for the Pokemon mm-hmm. company to have to like control. Mm-hmm. Um, plus it would kind of be putting like Game Freak and Niantic in competition with one another, which... I would be surprised if that happened. I feel like they would definitely have the opportunity to roll one out. Now, see, I think if anything, it would it would feed that frenzy, right? Like Pokemon, the Pokemon company is still making money hand over fist with Go. Mm-hmm. And so you can yep. get, so it's not like people will still play Go to catch their Sword and Shield exclusive because they will immediately want to get it into Sword and Shield because I imagine if it's an instance where if you can get that Pokemon early on in the game, people will want to use it. 
sort of throughout their journey through throughout the game. Mm-hmm. So I would be more excited if they did the the exclusive, and I and I think that's more in the like the clothing item thing. I think is more of just like a quick way to get some cash, unless unless it was like a um if it was if it was tied into say the the thing that they rolled out last week to to get the you know like to get exclusives kind of you know in game and stuff like that mm-hmm. um it would be a really cool tie it all together launch event type thing but Uh, But I don't know. Maybe Maybe I'm just a terrible person. (laughs) Maybe I'm very selfish. But if I was someone who'd spent all the time on Sword and Shield and hyping it, and all of a sudden Niantic and Go came in with like, hey, look at this Pokemon. We're Mm. releasing it separately. I'd be a little upset. (laughs) Because I would want that selfishly because I'm a terrible person. (laughs) That focus to be on Sword and Shield. But who knows? Either way, I'm going to spend way too much money on all this. So it's fine. All right. On the uh, Pokemon Go front, we have another community community day coming up. With my favorite Pokemon. June 8th. What is it? It's uh, Slack Off. Mm, That's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, It's one of them. We are just just inherently like spirit animals. (laughs) (laughs) We are both very much, very much similar. I mean, my favorite... As everyone should know by now who listens to this, if you've been listening regularly, Vaporeon right. is ride or die. I think you've but already said Vaporeon at least yeah. 15 times. Exactly. Just this episode. I am just the Vaporeon evangelist. But Slack Off. <laughs> 16. Yes, true. Slack Off is now <laughs> now up there. So uh, Anything special to, to get Slack Off uh, for this community day, or is it more just find it and get it? Yep, find, get it. It's going to be shiny. We're still waiting to see if uh, we're going to get a spe- what the special move will be. Uh, there's a bit of speculation that uh, slacking would actually get a fast move, uh, which would make it a lot more powerful in the game. Right now, slacking doesn't have a move that can actually do damage. So okay. even though it's like one of the strongest Pokemon in the mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. it's it's basically useless because it, it only can do charge moves. Huh. huh. Well, I mean, I've never really kind of thought of that. I've never really had a party with slacking in it. But mm. now, if you got a fast move, that's terrifying. <laughs> Imagine yeah. a fast-moving slacking coming at you. Just run. <laughs> oh, good Lord. All right. Uh, we're going to uh, keep trucking along here. Uh, the t- Detective Pikachu update for those who, uh, you know, are invested in its box office success. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is up to, as of today, $287 million worldwide. Yep, that puts it past uh, movies like Us. I think, it, uh, if I remember correctly, that makes it the eighth highest-grossing movie uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Really? So doing pretty good. I'm pretty pleased not with gonna, the Not going to beat uh, Avengers, but, you know, yeah. that that is a pretty solid thing. The big news is is that it's actually beating Avengers in a lot of, like, international box offices. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it kind of, like, speaks to the international power of Pokemon as well, compared just so, to... It's funny because just yesterday... Or really, on the the episode of Comic Book Nation that is now live, mm-hmm. we talked about uh, Avenger. Will Avengers beat Avatar? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, a lot of it came down to you know the runtime is long. There's a lot of big movies that are still coming out, uh, but the where movies like Venom made most of its money to get to a billion was on the international front, mm-hmm. and and Avengers is really starting to lose steam on that front, in large part to movies like Detective Pikachu. It'll be interesting to see how a movie like Aladdin does internationally to see if that yeah. kind of eats into D- Detective Pikachu. Mm-hmm. But like, I I hope that this movie gets to at least the half a billion mark. 
Mm-hmm. I think it will. You think it will? Yeah. You think, you think it, 500 million fun. you think is an easy bar for this movie to clear? Yeah, I, I think it can do that. That yeah. that shouldn't be too much of a problem. What about 750? Is That's that harder? going to be a lot harder to yeah, do. Yeah, that'll so. that would be more of a stretch. I think Pokemon Company would have to do a more strenuous, I mean, advertisement on social media. They are very proactive though they on are. social media with Twitter mm-hmm. and Facebook, you know, getting people into theaters. Um, so that's it, always good. This is totally a pipe dream, but like what would be really cool is like if there was like a second like this is something that that Detective Pikachu could do that Avengers couldn't do, right? Like if they were to put out a new promo trading card or whatnot that started like this weekend for, for people to go do it or a Pokemon go type event where like, you know, if you were in the vicinity of a theater or, uh, somehow were able to like, or even if they gave out like those QR code cards or Mm -hmm. an exclusive or like Mm -hmm. a shiny exclusive for something that hasn't, you know, been shiny yet, uh, as a way to get more people to, to go to theaters and buy more tickets. Like, like, like that would be super cool as like another, you know, week four kind of push to get people to potentially see the movie for the first time or see the movie again. I mean, it won't happen, uh, but hey, Pokemon Company, I'm here for ideas. So yes. please, you, you know. You know, that that's what the Pokemon Company did for uh, Pokemon the Movie 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could only get Ancient Mew Weekend 1, but after that you could get uh, one of the, the birds or uh, I forget what the other uh, other promo card was, but they, they came out with other promo cards that you could get starting in week two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested to just see the continuation of like how that kind of scheme could work on an international level as well, mm-hmm. since this is where so much of the money is being like right. pulled in. Like yeah. specifically, I know Japan debuted high, um, but in the like when it was Golden Week in Japan, which is like a week long, everyone is off in Japan, <laughs> like humans, like all humans, adults, kids, babies, mm-hmm. they're all on vacation. Um, the number one movie of that week was actually an anime film, Detective Conan, <laughs> which everyone was yeah. like, what? But then it was Detective Pikachu. And then way down the list was Avengers. Mm-hmm. So like that continuation, like interest of Pokemon is in Japan, but mm-hmm. like also it's like really representing in like South America mm-hmm. and like, Mexico. So, um, be really curious to see what the Chinese box office for this looks like too, because that's another one where, uh, the windows there are much shorter for movies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but, I mean that's a that's that's a, a territory that Venom totally raked in on, mm-hmm. um, but so it'll it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. So on the last bit of news item that we got on the culture front, Pokemon pop up bars. Yeah, what? this one's a weird, weird story. So uh, from what I could research last night, seven different cities are getting a Pokemon inspired pop up bar. I'll note it's Pokemon inspired and not at all sanctioned by the Pokemon company. Mm. So um, I'll be so shut down next Cleveland, week. Yes. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Denver are getting it in the U.S. Vancouver's getting it in uh, Canada. And then there's three cities in Australia uh, ugh, Australia that are getting it. And so, yeah, it it's, it's, seems interesting. It's going to be weird. Those are weird places. <laughs> right? Those are not hey, the places hey, I expected hey, you to tell me. a perfectly fine city. Thank you very much. <laughs> My hometown. So wait, so are you going to go? I mean, obviously you are. I mean, if I, it depends on, they haven't actually announced the date yet. Okay. Or the venue. So <laughs> possibly, um, it, it's going to be sometime this fall, I think. So I, maybe I, I can swing it as a birthday trip. All right. So like, is it? Like alcoholic drinks that they're serving, yeah. or is it like juice? <laughs> no, no, it's it's alcoholic beverages. Um, and there's also like a two-hour competition in which you like catch 
and hunt Pokemon. And uh, they're they're going to have like seven different areas, one for each region. And uh, it's very vague on the details so far. Um, I'm probably scared so, they're going to get shut down. Yeah, they're basically just <laughs> yeah. like, nothing to see here, Pokemon Company, move along. <laughs> yeah. But it, these are the same people. Do you remember the, like the Mushroom Rally, which was all built on like play actual Mario Kart in the streets of your city? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's the same people that did that. Interesting. Mm. I mean, I like the idea. I like the idea of having these Pokemon events right. come to us because mm. so often it's I mean, it's in Japan. I mean, the, the Pikachu rallies. I want nothing more in life to just go to, to a Pikachu rally just to go out. dance in their little EDM suits. But like, you know, that that takes a lot of effort. Mm. So like like right before I came in to to talk about this, like. Like in Japan, there's like official Pokemon weddings now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like, yeah. like that's amazing. I mean, they are so expensive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gotta pay those God. licensing fees, folks. You gotta pay those licensing fees. <laughs> but you get to have like your first dance is like with Pikachu. Oh, Not even kind of whoever weird. you're married. <laughs> it's, it's with Pikachu. Sorry, honey. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I know I just agreed to spend my entire life with you, but Pikachu's <laughs> here and she has on a wedding veil. Oh, dear Lord. Um, All right. But I like those kind of ideas where, you know, pop-up bars, those are cute. Weddings, Brigham here. Anything else that I could think of. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. I like that. I need the Pokemon company to do it some more. Cool. All right. With that, when we come back, we are diving deep into what we want out of Sword and Shield. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Okay, like I said earlier, I have very high expectations for this game. Like, the highest expectations of this game. My, I was not a giant fan of Sun and Moon. Mm. Uh, mm. I liked it just fine. Um, some of the some of the mechanics felt uh, boring, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it and to finish it felt a bit like a, a slog. Um, yeah. I liked the uh, I liked the Pokemon that were in the game. I loved the idea of you know the the Alolan va- uh, variations on Pokemon. I thought that was a lot of fun, but overall didn't get me jazzed. In the sense where like I love Let's Go, and I feel like I'm kind of in the minority of people like who love Let's Go but don't really love Sun and Moon. I feel like it's it's more flipped. Mm-hmm. Um, but the play mechanics, I love the play mechanics for Let's Go. And I'm trepidatious in that I don't, you know, not, and again, this is, like, we just don't know what we're going to get from Sword and Shield. And, and maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe they'll, they'll take a bunch of stuff from Let's Go, 
but that where where I get cautious is that like these two games feel like they were kind of in development at the same time in a way. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, they didn't necessarily have the data of the things that people liked from Let's Go to implement into Sword and Shield. Mm -hmm. So here, here's the thing. So Pokemon Sword and Shield is going to be a traditional Pokemon game. Yep. So if you're looking for those radically different, like the catch mechanics, we're not getting that. We're, we're, we're not getting it. You know, put it away. They're going to do that for Pokemon Let's Go Johto. Um, but I, I think that, you know, we, we're still going to see some improvements over the, the, the time-honored Pokemon mechanics. You know, I, I, I think it'll be refined. I think they learned some lessons from Pokemon Sword, uh, Sun and Moon. Way too many cutscenes in that game. Um, like, help me. I, I, what, what, what's the rival that's not really a rival? Like, Ow or... Is, is that his name, Megan? Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, if I ever see his face again, I will punch whatever screen I see him on. I, I hate him so much. <laughs> all right. Tell us how you really feel. Jeez, oh, okay. Um, He's right. useless. He was absolutely useless. <laughs> so, you know, God willing, they'll do away with, you know, that story. It, it was a very meandering storyline. Yeah. Um, I, I felt there wasn't enough actual Pokemon in Pokemon Sun and Moon, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, there's 800 Pokemon, and you could only catch, like, 300 of them in the game. Yeah. Uh, that That's a problem for me. So, like, you know, I, I think that uh, Sword and Shield can fix that just because I think it's going to be a bigger game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea. I like the the map. Uh, just yeah. having, having seen it, like, just the different... Um, uh, the topography of the map. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't even know the story, but mm -hmm. like, I like that there's a, a bit of a snow region and, you know, a, a, a riverish region. And that, not to say like the other games necessarily didn't have that, but like uh, just given the, the scope of what they've kind of shown in the trailer has me like, I, to me, that's, that's really cool and exciting. It actually feels the most like um, some of the original stuff, just like, you know, when like Lavender Town had its its very own sort of distinct, you know, feel and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, so I, I imagine Z moves are here to stay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. those will come back. They might I'd be not surprised. here until like after uh -huh. uh, you beat the game, kind of like what they did with Mega Evolution last time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the thing that I, it's kind of a mixture of what both of you said. What I'm most eager for is we have 800 Pokemon. Yeah. And more than that, we, we, there are so many Pokemon that you can catch. And I know they're obviously, when you're in a certain region, you're going to have higher catch rates for the native Pokemon of that area. Mm -hmm. But, like, there is something to be said for, like, me playing Sun and Moon. And, like, all I wanted to do was catch, like, a, like, a regular, like, um, like Pokemon that was like Gen 2 or something, but like that's not going to happen. Mm. And so I wish mm. there was a, a better way or like specific areas or regions where you know that you're going to be able to access the more full catalog of the Pokemon, um, you know, Pokedex that we have currently. That's mm. that's my biggest wish. I don't think we will get that accomplished in Sword and Shield. I'm thinking maybe the generation afterwards because this is that will be the generation that the Pokemon Company and everyone has collected the most data from Let's Go. Mm -hmm. um, they could probably find a way to maybe fit a broader swath of Pokemon well, in. I mean, I would be okay with them bringing in some older gen stuff if they had like a Lolan type 
variations on Yes. Like, there's like this that. artist who does, like, who's, like, totally remade. I think it's, like, ABZ Art. Mm. We have it all over comicbook.com if you want to read <laughs> about it. But, like, he's, like, imagine, like, grass-type Charizard, mm. water-type Venusaur. Mm. Like, they look so cool. I want them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want them all. Yeah. Like, I think the, um, like, that to me is cool. Like, I love seeing the, like, a, a, an updated-ish region-specific take on, on some of the classics. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, I think there are a number of Pokemon that were in Sun and Moon that just felt like stretches to be to be Pokemon, <laughs> uh, um, and so go ahead, name, name your Pokemon. <laughs> which which one? Which one are you talking about? No, 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 no. no. I, well, I mean, like, I mean, nope. it's fine. I mean, it's, it's, there's like Pokemon, like, like Clefka, Clefka, what? Yeah, the the key ring, the floating key ring. Mm-hmm. I was like, Chandelure, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I but mean, like, but uh, that's been a part of the franchise since the beginning. We had two Pokemon based on Pokeballs. They were literally just Pokeballs. <laughs> no, I they were like wow. bombs. Yeah, that's true. They were, but no, I I get that. <laughs> I get that. And I, but like, I uh, I really would love to see them really sort of dive into. But I think it was it's just kind of where Sun and Moon really more with the variations play into the re like the actual region like if this is supposed to be great Britain-esque mm-hmm. um, and play into that a, a bit more than uh, you know, just coming up with some random stuff. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think one thing, this is a whole soapbox like that I'll get <laughs> on, but I won't get on here. It's like Pokemon obviously is all about evolution in, in so many ways. You evolve your Pokemon, you bring them up, unless your Pokemon doesn't have an evolution, in which case that's sad. Mm-hmm. But like <laughs> the one thing, and you, we touched upon it with Alolan type Pokemon, is that's a totally different kind of like actual like biological evolution mm-hmm. with the different types. Mm-hmm. And so like I really want to see that explored more. Um, yeah. I don't know it has to do with maybe like Pokemon breeding or something like that, but to be able, I think that would be such a cool future in the future to be able to have the option to be able to have like a way to create your own type to Pokemon. Like how we were mm-hmm. saying like Charizard, like what would a poisonous type Charizard look like? Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that where you can go back and revisit. Cause I know the Pokemon company understands how much nostalgia factors into well, its success. And so that's what so I was just going to I say. I want that kind of evolution. Like for this game in particular, how, and especially with like Detective Pikachu coming out and it being, you know, a big anniversary year, how important is it for this story to dip into the nostalgia well? I mean, every, every Pokemon game since X and Y has dipped into that nostalgia well. So I, well, I don't think we should be worried about like, right. will, will the Gen 1 Pokemon uh, be have a prominent part of Pokemon Sword and Shield. Well, it, but they I don't will. necessarily. They I don't necessarily do. mean just the Pokemon showing up. I mean more of like from an actual story perspective. I mean, we got a lot of that with Sun and Moon, though. So I, I don't know how much. I mean, like we we had Team Rocket come back in Ultra Sun and Ultra yep. Moon. Like, how how much more do we want? You know, <laughs> I could want a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, Giovanni. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I, I, I we we should bring up um, the long-standing rumor for this game or is the armored evolution. Yeah. Do we want so, them? Do we think they're just a waste of? Uh, do we think they're a terrible idea? It makes sense with the name. 
of sword yeah. and shield. So, I mean, I think it. I think it could be a cool idea. I, I'd want to see the designs. I think that stretches a little bit into Digimon territory. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, War Greymon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like so. I, I think it can be done if that's that's what they're going to do with it. But I, I really want to see those designs mm-hmm. uh, b- before I go, yes, this is a great idea, or oh my god, what are you doing, Pokemon? I would imagine these would repl- replace Mega Evolutions for this unless game Unless they sync up with Mega Evolutions right. again. If they or synced unless... up, I'd be way better with it. Right. Because I like but, plus, Mega but, like, but the crazy thing is, though, is like if they sync up with Mega Evolutions... Is this something that could have always happened? So let's say like Blastoise, right? It's like like Blastoise had a mega evolution. Um, so he will probably not get an armored form, I you know, I imagine. But like if it's a uh, I'm trying to uh, let's say it's a Venusaur, right? Mm-hmm. Like yes. is this something from a story standpoint that Venusaur could always do, but just because like he's in this region, that's why he gets an, an armored evolution or so they kind of, for like the mega evolution, the, they kind of just like said like, oh, this is something that we recently rediscovered, even though now like all the major named characters have uh, have, have the ability to mega evolve their Pokemon. Um, so I, I'm guessing it would be something like that, where they'd just be like, yeah, we, we disco- recently rediscovered <laughs> armor evolution and all the most powerful people that you'll face will have access to it. But you'll yeah. get it like, a third of the way through the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the problem with that is I st- for like the mega evolutions that makes sense to me because it was just like a powered up form. But I don't know if it's just like I'm bringing too much like like practicalness into the Pokemon universe, which already doesn't work because it's Pokemon. <laughs> but like I'm like, how can they evolve with armor? I feel like it would be a much more interesting mechanic in the game where you like have to like collect armor, like, well, like something like, like, like that. Like it'd be cool. Like, I want if if it has to happen, I'd rather it the, be like that. The totally dark yeah. uh, version of this for me is like you either melt down Meltons or oh, uh, <laughs> collect three hundred. That, that's the rumor is that it's going to tie into Melton somehow. Yeah. Like if that's what it's like, then yeah, I could totally be behind the lore the thing that i'm scared about is all of a sudden it's going to evolve and have like a full suit of armor and i'm gonna be like why i don't know <laughs> this, why this that can't suspend a, that this disbelief. would be a temporary evolution this would this would be kind of like mega evolution just that that's why i'm a little bit skeptical about this is that from what the rumors state it sounds basically like mega evolution 2.0 which which seems lazy although you know the pokemon company does occasionally uh, recycle ideas from time to time. So it's possible. Well, I think we can all agree we just want to see Armored Evolution Psyduck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's. <laughs> I think we can all agree that's what we need. Give me a Psyduck Togepi. with, like, a big lance and, like, a shield just ready to, like... Uh, I, I can't say the, the PG version. They're, they're <laughs> give, me, is... give me a Psyduck who's just ready to go to town on, on some stuff. So this is just going to be Pokemon the Renaissance edition. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is Pokemon, Pokemon at Ren Fair. Fair. Uh, I'll <laughs> yeah. take it. Um, all right. Uh, our last thing that I think we, we should probably cover are legendaries. Mm-hmm. Do... No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, well, the big rumor is that there's actually going to be one mascot legendary that has like a divergent evolution path depending on what game you uh, game you purchase. So that that's the big rumor, which would kind of be like what we saw with Pokemon Sun and Moon, 
where Lunala and Solgaleo were the evolved forms of uh, Cosmog and uh, Cosmoin, uh, depending on which game you bought. So that that should be interesting. There's so many legendaries. That <laughs> there are, and that's, uh, it's kind of. <laughs> No, it's kind of crazy. Like, there are so many legendaries at this point that I feel like I would maybe rather the game just have game-specific Pokemon in one legendary in the sense that, like, I don't, I don't know. There, there are a lot of legendary Pokemon, and, like, that, like, even just trying to connect the dots and trying to figure out, like, how all of those fit into one another is starting to become a little insane. Oh, it, it's impossible. They're, they're running out of things to be, like, legendaries for. Like, you know, you had, <laughs> originally it was like, oh, yeah, like, Lugia, he's the legendary of the ocean, and, you know, ho he's the legendary of the sky, and now it's like, you know, this legendary is the legendary of a specific lake that can be found in this one region. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or they go way too macroscopic. They're like, this is the legendary of literally the entire universe and of creation. <laughs> there's no anti-matter. Yeah, there, there, there's no halfway. I'm almost curious. Like, I almost kind of want them to just like go like full like Greek Roman pantheon. Oh, see, and I start gonna, have like the awesome. god of love. <laughs> this is like I, I was gonna. Say, I want something like if that. Anything I, I would think if this, like this game just like leaning into the 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 sword and shield of it all. Like it's god gonna tie. It's gonna tie into like. A uh, like King Arthur legend type stuff, where like this is a Pokemon that King the King Arthur had, like something like that. Or if we could just get like a Pokemon that's like Kratosis or something, <laughs> like give me the God of War legendary Pokemon Kratos. I'm kind of hoping we get like a Viking Pokemon out of all of this, you know? Like give, uh, give yeah. me like a you know like Scottish Highlander Pokemon. We're nine hundred percent gonna get some sort of Pokemon based on a teacup. That yeah, doesn't we, happen. We also better get like a Loch Ness monster Pokemon. See, like I, that I would be, be a great legendary. I will be really pissed if we don't get. Oh, excuse me. I will be very upset <laughs> if we don't get a, a Loch Ness monster Pokemon in this game. Like, what? What's even the point? You're, you, if you have a Great Britain Pokemon game and don't have the Loch Ness monster, but only if we go full Twilight and call it Nessie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. That's it. That's all I ask. All right. Well, we clearly have many opinions about Sword and Shield. <laughs> many. So many. And we're only just a few weeks away before getting official news for us to either love and or hate. So get on this ride with us because it's going to be a fun one. Cry with us, laugh with us. Before we go, as we teased mm. in the beginning of this episode, a poke fact so gross that it's going to test the limits of our safe rating. Okay, Christian, what do you got? Here, Prepare yourself. Here it is. You asked me over the weekend about male Torchex having a little dot on their butt. Why is that? I don't even want to know. Like, now that you set it up that way, I'm like, I don't, I, I can only imagine it has something to do with private parts. That's it, what it I It does, in fact, have something to do with private parts. Very good. <laughs> oh, so gosh. there is a... Uh, a method of determining the sex of baby chicks uh -huh. after they've been hatched, and it's called vent sexing. Vent, as in, like, you know, like what you vent. have in your house, mm -hmm. and sexing. So basically, what, what it is, is you, uh, you squeeze the chick 
uh, until poop comes out, and then you can check inside and see if it has like a little sex organ that basically looks like a small pimple in them. Um, and uh, that's why the males have the little dot is because that is their little sex organ or a reference. So this bent sexing uh, was uh, originated in Japan and it came over to the U.S. in the 1930s. And so like it, there's like a weird bit of cultural significance to it because a lot of Japanese Americans came over to America either vent sex or teach farmers how to vent sex. I mean, all I can say is I am second guessing ever wanting to see Torchic in like a live action Pokemon movie (laughs) now. I'm concerned. So is it safe to say that Torchic is the first Pokemon that is showing its privates? Uh, It could just be like, you know, a little poop stain from it. We we don't know if it's actually... Yeah. Oh, that's, that, that's just embarrassing. Like <laughs> I just feel bad. Right, he's going to follow all the Torchics around with a roll of toilet like, paper. Like, clean up. That's why they let it turn into Blaze of King. I just, I, it's, so it's so funny, because this came up because I saw I saw it pop up um, online where someone were like, hey, why do the why do the male Torchics have the dot on its butt? And I was like, hey, Christian, is this a thing? Not expecting it to be. If, at first, he was like, uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's something. And then uh, here it is. Good yep. Lord. Well, I... I that is why you never ask me, is this a thing? Because you'll learn the horrifying truth <laughs> about Torchic's little bud. Well, this is quickly becoming my favorite segment of the show. Very much so. <laughs> Every time I just get increasingly more horrified. <laughs> that's what with, the Pokemon franchise is all about. That's uh, right. I mean, you're not wrong. So, With that said. Thank you all for listening to another episode of A Wild Podcast Has Appeared, the official Pokemon podcast of comicbook.com. Every Thursday, check out a new episode. Tell your friends. Share with them the glorious knowledge that you get from this show. Of Torchic's butt. (laughs) Of Torchic's butt. And Polywog Swirl. And everything in between. Uh, We are only four weeks into this. There is so much for us to learn about Pokemon that... We are just getting started. So, you can find me on Twitter at Jim Biscardi. You can find me on Twitter at Megan Peters CB. Christian. And I am at C Hoffer C Bus. Leave us reviews. Go to iTunes. Give us a five star review. Uh, and we will probably read it on air. And if we do, get in touch with us either on Twitter or you can send an email to editor at comicbook.com and uh, we will get a shirt out to you. Uh, I had it pulled up and then my phone froze on me. So now I'm going to pull it up again. But we have a review and I want to read it on air because we have not done that yet. Or did we? I know. We have not done that. We were going to do it this episode. This was the episode we were going to do. Okay, here we go. Uh, Read more. Here we go. Great. Uh, This is from... G. Boyd Smith. Uh, woo, uh, I can't read the whole title of it, but that's fine. Uh, five Star Review goes, and he goes, I stumbled across this podcast from another of comicbook.com's podcast, Comic Book Nation. Also great. I agree. I recommend that. Go check it out. True. Listen. Uh, and so far, I love it. It's nice to have a source for Pokemon news for the ongoings of the Pokemon world. Of course, this podcast can also be dangerous with information that informs me that there are all 151 starter Pokemon available as plush at the Pokemon Center store online. However, the best part is the random facts that they have provided about Pokemon. So far on both of the first two episodes, I have come away with facts that have even surprised and amazed my self-proclaimed Pokemon experts that live in my house. 
my children. There are fewer joys greater in life than being able to one-up your kids with information about their favorite subjects that they obsess about. Thank you, comicbook.com. Keep up the great podcast and random facts like Pollywog's swirl being his intestines. See? Look at that. Look at that. It's already someone else's favorite segment of the show, too. We just need, like, a dedicated <laughs> Pokemon biology hour. Well, that's, uh, yeah, right? That's, oh, <laughs> dear That'll Lord. be the next podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thank you, G-Boyds uh, Smith. Uh, hit us up on Twitter or hit us up, uh, hit me up on email, and we'll get a shirt out for you ASAP. Yeah. With that, guys, thank you uh, for spending the time with us, and we will see you next time. See ya. See ya.